It's sad that the gears had to turn that long. You were furious. Yeah, no, I have. How do I turn was, this back I, on him? I was like, what? What can I do to subvert expectations? Oh, so. All right, we're going to get started. So, uh, hey, hello, everybody. Uh, this is Don. This is Ruben. I'm tired. Oh, my God. Just say your fucking name. No, your right. fucking name. There you go. And uh, welcome to Hometown Hanks, uh, the uh, show that we started last week. And it was kind of fun, so we're going to continue it. We got two stories today from listeners. Um, and we're just going to jump right into it. So, the first story is by our wonderful... And last week, nobody noticed that I pronounced her name correctly because everybody was talking. <laughs> but uh, Jordan Whitley uh, shared the one I always call Whitley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she uh, messaged us and told us about that. There's another Devil's Tree. Uh, this one is in New Jersey. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, a Jersey Devil's Tree. <laughs> <laughs> didn't think of that. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Seriously. I actually didn't either. No. What? Yeah. No, you're. How did I? I got there before the both of you. You saw got how there? long it took me to come up with it with a joke two seconds ago. That's I fair. We're talk. all fairly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so the Devil's Tree is a solitary oak tree with some dead limbs growing in an undeveloped field on Mountain Road in the Martinsville section of Bernard's Township in Somerset County, New Jersey. Uh, across from a pri- uh, across from a private housing development. Local legend suggests that the tree is cursed and that those who damage or disrespect the tree, usually by urinating on it or making disparaging remarks about it while nearby. I also get pissed when that happens. <laughs> How many dogs have died because of this tree? I don't know. <laughs> but could you just but also if you make disparaging remarks, so that means that it, it gets its feelings hurt. It's like fuck that tree. <laughs> this is another place we have to go legend tripping to talk oh, yeah. a bunch of shit. No, we about don't. The tree. All we got to do is talk shit about the tree. But you have to be well, near it, it. It has to hear us. Okay, yeah. so then Jordan, I'm gonna need you to go play this shit. Then <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, tree. <laughs> Absolutely eat my dick, tree. But then technically, she would be the one being punished. No, she? no, it's my voice, my intention, tree. <laughs> Walk up and be like, hey. You uh, can't curse me more than life already has, tree. <laughs> don't shoot the messenger here, but I, they told me to play you this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyone who's caught doing that or urinating uh, will soon thereafter come to some sort of harm, often in the form of a car accident or major breakdown as they leave. And I'm assuming it means car breakdown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. things that just happen normally. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you can't curse me more than life, tree. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was Try, like, if bitch. You a mental breakdown as you leave the yeah. tree? Just <laughs> burst into tears for no reason. Just like a full-on, um, like when you've witnessed uh, Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. Just, just a whole breakdown, insane. yeah. So there are a few different explanations. I actually, after my encounters with Lovecraftian-style beings, I tend to feel sort of warm and content. Is that <laughs> yeah. not is that not normal? That would that would be a great twist for a D and D character. <laughs> like everybody else is just like writhing on the ground because they no longer understand what they've just seen, and then he's like, "What?" He, he, he just came down off of a really good DMT trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like on the afterglow. He's like, "You guys didn't see the angels? They were talking around us." <laughs> be not afraid. I heard. <laughs> yes, wasn't it beautiful? <laughs> So there are a few different explanations given as to the origin of the tree's demonic powers. Uh, According to local lore, um, of course, the tree's cursed origins lie in lynchings that took place on its branches. Then I'm safe. (laughs) 
There's no explanation, while there's no evidence supporting that any hangings occurred at this location, Bernard's Township and the surrounding Somerset County have a history of racist incidents. Uh, the Ku- no. No way. <laughs> On American soil. I can't believe it. Yeah. The Ku Klux Klan had a strong presence in the area in the 1920s. What? Including large rallies. Cross, they still do. Cross burnings. And even one incident where Klan members... And even one incident where Klan members interrupted a Protestant church service with a quote-unquote miniature cross burning and gave the reverend a $300 donation, which he accepted. Huh. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) Yes. Still another theory states that the tree is cursed because a farmer who was suffering from depression took his family on a picnic under the tree around 1900. He had more in mind than just a nice afternoon lunch, though, and killed his entire family as well as himself. Well, he killed himself, too. Well, that's... But still, um, generally, depression makes you a danger to yourself, but not others. There's other things that make you a danger to yourself and others. It's generally not depression that makes you violent. Usually it makes you real tired and sad. Um, Love a good depression nap, though. As evidence... You're not supposed to like them. I don't like them. I do. As evidence for the tree's supposed demonic nature, people say it feels warm to the touch... And that snow that has fallen nearby will melt immediately, leaving a ring around it when the rest of the area is covered in snow. Which, if we do Legend Trip and we go that far, it would be in January. Oh, yeah. So we would be able to test that theory. It's not true. You don't know. I'm pretty fucking sure. (laughs) He'll be out there. You will go get there early. and People will be there with shovels. They're coming. They're coming. Hurry up. I'm going to pee on the tree. <laughs> just uh, want you to know that I can see it now going back to like that's why there's a ring with no snow around there. Yeah, uh-huh. people just pee all the time Yeah, but I can see going back to line up with everyone else <laughs> <laughs> going back to Enterprise rental car at the end of the trip and saying listen the engine blew up <laughs> because Ruben had to take a leak that's it's... sorry I had like three gallons of water this morning <laughs> in an unrelated incident <laughs> we better get like a minivan. Oh yeah, we would have to. Yeah. Um, climbing trees may not. I'm fat. <laughs> no, just we're all going to need to be comfortable in this fucking yeah. car for several days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I just thought about the drive. <laughs> I I know nightly showers are fucking mandatory. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. So climbing trees might not be an activity recommended to visitors stopping by the Devil's Tree. According to one person, the tree will actually throw people from it in a horrifying cacophony. He just, I love that word. I love a so good cacophony. Much. Yeah, everybody loves a good cacophony. But a horrifying one, I'm not sure about. Yeah. No. Um, he describes one time that he climbed the tree, ending poorly. Saying, what? Yeah. Saying you as, fell out of the tree, huh? <laughs> as we sat on the branch, we began to hear noises coming from inside the tree. That's the most it, dignified way to say that you fell out of a tree. I climbed a tree. It went poorly. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it went poorly. Um, it threw me out with a horrifying cacophony. You mean some branches <laughs> broke, bud? <laughs> when the tree, when the noises grew even louder, a big bang sounded, and a burst of energy came from the tree, sending myself and my friend flying into the air. That sounds relatively like a cracking branch yes. underweight to <laughs> yes. me. When I crashed to the ground, I landed on my ankle, breaking it in two places. Ow. Ankle breaks are pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. I twisted my ankle one time, and it was pretty bad. Like Mark, when we had him 
Oh, yeah. We have Mark on the show this week. Yes. Because these come out in... They, what? They're going to be so confused when you say this week. You understand this, that? This because, this upcoming Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Saturday because night. Because this will air this week and then the new episode that has See, more. See, this is why you I want to be a week ahead the on this midweek for them, episode. Though, right? This is the past. <laughs> this present moment is something that they have already experienced weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, one story of the Devil's Tree involves. <laughs> we haven't cleared anything up. I just want to. Cl- I just want to make you know. Please understand that time runs differently in time the two is, towns over studio. Exactly. Time is relative, and nothing is real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark snapped his ankle in like three places. That man was on a knee scooter for a long, a long time. time. It was yeah. a while. He even did Rocky Horror as Frankenfurter on, on a, a knee, knee scooter. scooter. Yeah, is uh, we were doing our usual uh, hurricane bar hopping that year too because the bars around here stay open and they just only take cash when the power goes out during hurricanes frankly so, it was a marvel to witness that particular showing yes of rocky horror oh my god yeah um he did incorporate the leg scooter into the sex scenes just so everyone <laughs> is aware genuinely incredible amazing honestly um, but we didn't expect mark to come out because he had the whole cast and everything on yeah and I decided to go hurricane bar hopping on just a little bit of acid that year, which was a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. But you have no idea how excited me and everybody else were when we looked over and fucking Mark comes scooting in, <laughs> <laughs> just fully dressed for the night. Amazing. So one story of the devil's tree involves someone desecrating the haunted oak and paying the price for it. Teenagers are typically bored, full of bravado, and perhaps most dangerous, mobile thanks to being able to drive at a young age. These things mixed mixed in a story about a teen who doubted that the tree was haunted. In no, order, no, 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 no. Statistically, most dangerous is guns. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, the scariest part about teenagers is the fact that they drive at sixteen, though. That's the scariest thing about teenagers is that they are bored. Yes. Yes, exactly. They That's the scariest thing. And they have a car, and they can go places. It's the 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 fact that they're mobile is just like that's a given. It amplifies the concern of their boredom. Right, but the thing is, is that a teenager also is driving to work. They're also driving to school. Yeah, I'm okay with those teenagers. The ones I'm scared of is why is it one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and you're fucking hot riding down the street right now? Uh, true. What exactly. are you going to do? Who are you going to do it to? When, Get out of my face. When I was a teenager and we were bored, we took, uh, have you ever seen the the belt-fed Nerf guns? I sure have. Yeah, the ones that take like 6D batteries and mm-hmm. they shoot those little yellow balls. Mm-hmm. We did a drive-by, at, like locals, with Amazing. one of those. Yeah, you can still sometimes find those in the parking lot there. Most of them are gone now, but I found one there not too long ago. Amazing. Years, years and years ago. In order to prove that he wasn't scared, he stopped his car while driving past it with his friends in the car, walked up to the tree and urinated on it. The tree I'm a shit on a tree. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the tree apparently took revenge immediately. Uh-huh. His car became uncontrollable and even accelerated on its own. What? Hitting another tree down the road. Are you sure? <laughs> Nobody was seriously injured, but the devil's tree demonstrated that it wasn't to be messed with. Are you sure it wasn't ice? Oh. <laughs> Or just a car in neutral. Yeah. One of the more commonly held beliefs about the legend of the Devil's Tree involves a black Ford F-150 pickup truck. God damn it. 
when you need to get to the devil's tree to prove that you're not a sissy. My favorite TikToks are the of the dude that explains an anime. Yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> have you do you know what it's like to be a psychic orphan with a uh spy father and an assassin mother? <laughs> And the fate of the world rests on you getting into this prestigious school with no one knowing or being the wiser. Then you know what it's like to drive the new Ford F-150. I'm going to do one of those for uh, for Fortnite trucks. So, you guys um, don't know what I do with these mics when you're not here. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Did you put your balls on my drum? <laughs> According to locals, the truck shows up supposedly sent from hell to ward off anyone who comes too close to the tree. After pr- pursuing people who come too close to the tree, the truck just vanishes as if it was never there. Are we sure it's not just a racist man <laughs> But I'm with just, a Ford F-150? Well, uh, let me finish the story, then I'll tell you where that part of the story comes from. Okay, please do. According to someone who visited the tree, they were haunted by the voices screaming from within the bark. Usually trees are inhabited by squirrels, birds, and other woodland creatures. But the- That's true. Did you guys know that foxes sound an awful lot like a screaming human? Dude, yes. It's so- wild, actually. I heard a fox from way up close, like, as a teen, and it went, for the ding, first ding, time. Ding, 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 ding. No, I'm not going to do the sound, <laughs> uh, but that is not what the fox said. It is like a woman dying. <laughs> it is like, I thought a baby was getting attacked by a dog. Mm-hmm. That's Dude. what it sounded like to me. It was like a toddler had just gotten its throat ripped out by a fucking animal. So it was absolutely terrifying. My brother uh, has lived most of his life in like the bad parts of Jacksonville. Uh-huh. And he came to visit us. We lived kind of like out in the country in Colorado. So obviously he's never heard a fox scream. Yeah. But we lived out in the country. Yeah, I was a city boy for a while. My brother, being conditioned the way he was, he heard that because we always had like all the windows open in Colorado. He thought somebody got shot. He he heard that shit and he like sprung up like only somebody who is conditioned to be that way can and was like trying to look out the window and shit. And he was like, do y'all have a gun? And like, dude, you're not on Dunn Avenue right now. Like, it's good. That's a fox. He's like, no, no, no. I know what I heard. We all had like we had to look up a video and show him. Yes, I had to look up a video too because yes. we were at a cabin in the fucking woods, and I heard a scream, y'all. I'm telling you, I can't make it clear enough that this <laughs> fox sounded like a child, like a, like a like a human person screaming in terror and pain. And I had and I did not believe my parents when they were like, "That's a fox." Both of them are, you know, country people. And, like, I didn't fucking believe him. I literally had to look up a video that matched it well enough that I was like, oh, my God, really? That's what foxes do? Yes. She was like, yes. Why? (laughs) (laughs) So, understandably, people living near the tree aren't too fond of having its evil roots reaching down to hell and haunting their city. Oh, I forgot we were talking about screaming voices in trees. I just remembered how terrifying foxes are. Absolutely horrifying. Like, they're cute as balls, but they're so scary. Like me. Several people have tried to cut down the tree. There are signs of people having struck its trunk with an axe or attempting to chainsaw it back to the netherworld. If they want it done, like, give me a couple days and enough money, I can take out that tree. You know what trees are weak to? Pokemon taught us this. Fire! Motherfucker. See, but no, we talked about this with the other devil tree. They're actually not. 
Oh, fair. Some of them aren't actually in yeah. real life, not just because of devils. Yeah, it has well, to do with like density to to and thinner. Yeah, you have to go up to the thinner parts of a tree to yeah. set it on fire. You can't set the trunk on fire. And you can with enough hot heat enough to yeah. ignite. And Some woods won't burn though. That's right. a, that's just a real thing. That's why you put pine cones in a fire because they hold mm-hmm. the heat better. Mm-hmm. Right. So far, nothing has felled the tree. Strangely, local officials seem content with having a demonic tree and have even tried to protect it. It is now wrapped in chain links to prevent people from being able to harm it. It may be uh, for their own good, they however. gave it armor? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. As those who get near the tree... <laughs> they often, knew I was coming, Josh. <laughs> ...often fall victim to strange occurrences. Now, it seems like the people have learned that the devil's tree is not to be messed with. It is protected what? by... What? No way. The chain link fence did that? <laughs> I can't believe it. It's protected by chain links, and local authorities have even removed branches that were supposedly the cause of what made the oh tree so evil and interesting to visitors. It's not the whole tree. It's just this branch. Just the branches. Still, That's like firing You know, like cops. the dead ones that you yeah. would maybe fall out of if you climbed and sat on one with a friend, maybe. Still, Perhaps. there is a legend of people who have taken hunks of bark off of the tree... According to some, a specter has appeared. Also, why didn't the city's cars explode then? How about that? Because they didn't do anything to the tree. They were helping the tree. The tree knows. Yeah. Does the tree Does The, the tree, tree knows. knows. Yeah. Yes. Motherfuckers. Um, so there's a legend of people who have taken hunks of bark off the tree. According to some, a specter has appeared near their bed at night in the form of an old man. All right. So, so far, I got to pee on, shit on. And then take a hunk of bark from, maybe in a different order. And call it names. And call it names. Yeah. Right. And climb it. So, right. okay, so I got to climb it. Then I got to take a hunk of bark. Then I got to pee and shit on the tree. Then I got to call it names. Then I got to go and see if my car blows up. Right. Okay, cool. Or all of us blow up since we'd be doing ledging trip and we'd all be in the same vehicle. Well, I'll drive separately. <laughs> Uh, so the, it begs the question, if they return the bark we'll to the tree... We'll get a rental. They can't pin that on me. <laughs> if they return the bark to the tree, would they still see the old man? So the Ford F-150, the legend comes because there was people... There was. There were people who like lived across the street from the tree. There were some people. Who they were they across the street. people who lived across this the street. This is New street. Jersey. They don't talk like that. Oh, there uh, were some people. They lived across the street. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And um, they actually took it upon themselves to protect the tree, and they had a truck, and they would chase people away that would, and it became legend that the truck came from hell, because ah. F-150s come from hell, apparently. Well, well, usually they do when they're behind me with their fucking high beams on. So it wasn't a racist man, it was just a minor eco-terrorist. Yes. We do actually support that level of eco-terrorism <laughs> yeah. only, people, only. We don't want buildings blowing up. We're trying to get a point across, not kill people. We just walk that back, babies. So that's the end of that story. And uh, we're going to go into the next one who was given to us by another uh, listener. Harassment in your community, becoming a legend. That's cool. We're not trying to hurt people. I just want to make that clear. That That is the position of this human. Property damage is okay. Human damage isn't. So also, uh, be careful about whose property it is yeah, too. Some people careful. really can't afford that, so yeah. that counts as harm. So like just take that into account. Yeah. So this story comes from Cameron Morris, uh, another listener, and it's the yeah, beast. Yeah, it's a that's guy I've played Overwatch with a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. This is a story it's called The Beast of Busco. So The Beast of Busco, affectionately nicknamed Oscar, was an alleged Oscar the Busco Beast? Yes. Yes. Was an alleged the, the newest character on Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, baby. I um, was thinking of a Muppet. Me too. 
<laughs> so, was an alleged giant alligator snapping turtle reported from Folk Lake? Near- oh, you know what? This isn't a legend. This is just real. Probably. Alligator snapping turtles are big and vicious. Yeah, it's a real thing that got escalated to the level of yeah. urban uh-huh. legend. So, uh, near uh, Churubusco, northern Indiana in the United States. Oscar the Busco Beast from Churubusco. Right. I love this. Love this so much. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. The story, I love alliteration. The story briefly gained national attention as a result of the increasingly dramatic attempts by the lake's owner, Gail Harris, and other locals to capture the animal. Another giant turtle was reported from the state in 1950. Now, Oscar is usually thought to have been named after Oscar Folk, the first alleged witness to the turtle. However, Merle Leach, uh, or Lech, Leitch, Claimed that the name was bestowed in honor of a local realtor, uh, Oscar Isay, or Isay, and allegations. Oscar in, Isaacs? Yeah, I S A Y. I don't oh. know. I see. I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Oscar says. Yeah. Put your hand uh, on your head. An allegation denied by Isay's brother. Others <laughs> insist that Oscar was always a generic name given to turtles in the area. Gail Harris, who owned the lake in which Oscar was seen, said that his son Vaughn had chosen the name. Vaughn. I, I just I just imagine Vince Vaughn's goofy looking face. <laughs> I don't like Vince Vaughn. I'm not a big. He fan did a either. dog fights. Oh, mm. wasn't that him or was that the other guy? I think he's, aren't you talking about Michael Vick? That's who I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Which one is Vince Vaughn? He was in. He's Wedding in every rom com ever. Uh, oh, oh, right. Buddy, yeah, buddy, he does buddy, have buddy, a goofy buddy, face. Buddy, yeah. buddy, Come yeah, on, buddy. I actually do like Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I most, was thinking of Michael Vick. How did I get that confused? I don't know Vince either. and Vick. My, I guess. my immediate jump to for him is dodgeball. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I actually like the Google one. Uh, intern, the interns. Oh, yeah. It's like him and um, Oscar or Owen Wilson. Yeah, him and Owen ah. Wilson. That's a good one. So during a March 1949 sighting, a man named Dale Weingartner. Fil- That's a good name. Filmed the Beast of Busco from a tree. The Busco Beast? Yes. Two locals who saw the film, Merle Leach and Dally Fogel. Uh, that what or daily fogel okay that's good too said that the turtle was clearly visible in the film just beneath the water level and it was as large as other eyewitnesses had claimed weingardner sold the film and its current whereabouts are on unknown mm-hmm. years later leitch recalled i had a friend that clumb up a tree and took a picture a movie of it and I've often said that his head looked like as big as a gallon crock and his back looked as big as the top of an old automobile. And that's how it has to be said because it actually says, I have a friend that clumb up a tree. I Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend that clumb up a tree. Yep. Southern people are wild. So the <laughs> Chir- Yeah, we are. <laughs> the Churubusco farmland containing Folk Lake, uh, from which the Beast of Busco was reported, was originally owned by Oscar Folk. When the Beast of Busco made the news in 1948, people who knew Folk said that he had been telling stories of a big turtle 50 years before. Did you just say people who knew Folk? I understand that's a last name, but people who knew Folk is everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it's uh, it's F-U-L-K, so Folk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, after Folk's, uh, yeah, so 50 years before, in around 1898. He can do all sorts of fun Language stuff Language is insufficient for communication somehow. <laughs> yes. After Folk said, uh, sold his land, the new owners are said to have reported uh, seeing the turtle in 1914. A local named Pat Crooks was also told about a huge turtle in Folk Lake how years many, before. How many years have we gotten to so far? 19, so we started 18... 
uh, he was talking about it in 1898. We're now in 1949, so mm. almost 100 years. Live. Google says the turtle's typical lifespan in the wild is between 11 and 45 years, but captive alligator snapping turtles have lived to 70. Oh. We have passed into legend <laughs> and or a progenitor. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, all, so, we're on to the next generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a local named Pat yeah, this Crooks. This is Oscar's son. Yeah. Wild. A local named <laughs> Pat Crooks was also told about a huge turtle in Folk Lake years before the 1949 hunt. Giant turtles in this area may also figure in local Ameri- American Indian mythology. Gail Harris purchased the that land seems logical. On, 19, on November 14, 1947, moving in with his wife, Helen, and son, Vaughn. And one of the first things he learned was that a giant turtle allegedly lived in the lake. So now we're going to go into some sightings. The first one is 1948. Aura Blue and Charlie Wilson, brothers-in-law of Gail Harris, claimed to have an encounter with the turtle on July 27, 1948. They claimed that the turtle suddenly surfaced alongside their rowboat while they were fishing. And some sources state that it tried to take their fishing poles. They described it as having a head the size of a child's and the back as broad as their boat, according to... So according to Blue, we saw the big waves of rolling and up came that turtle. I've never seen one so big. I saw that big head sticking up and the waves going away like a submarine. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm just picturing somebody with like a news microphone stuck in their face. Mm -hmm. It's wild that I have seen the same thing as you. (laughs) Yes. It's wild, honestly. There was a part of me that was going to get bubblegum today. And the B-roll is of them in the rowboat. Yeah. Like that's the B-roll as they're fading in and out. Oh my God. Um, so after see, after hearing stories of the turtle from others, Gail and Harris stock images of turtles, of yeah. turtles. Yep. Gail Harris, not even snapping turtles, even just turtles. Turtle. Uh, Gail Harris claimed to have finally seen it for himself in early autumn of 1948. Years afterwards, in 1971, Harris described his sighting to folklorist John Anthony Gatowski. According to Harris, his attention was first drawn to the creature by a church minister with whom he was patching a roof. The minister pointed out something moving across the lake. And I looked down there and I seen this big head. And I was like, and it was just like a big head. And I said, oh, it just ah. it just must be something. I just don't know what it is. I That is so perfectly Southern. Like, it must be something. I just don't know what it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's anything that you can see. Like... That's like a UFO. It just means unidentified flying object. Yes. Like, we don't know what it is, that's but just, it's up there and it's moving. U, it's a UO. Yeah. yeah. It's an unidentified object. I seen something. I seen it, but I don't know what it, <laughs> it was. It was something. So the pair ignored it for the time being, but the next day, Harris and the minister noticed the shape again, swimming in the opposite direction. It took a journey of half a mile for them to reach the lake, by which time the shape had disappeared. So the two men went out onto the water in a boat. Dumb. So we got in the boat. That's and, how Jaws happens. And we seen something in the water. And he was looking down on the side of the boat. And I was looking on this side of the boat. And he said, here it is over here. And I said, nah, here it is over here. Well, he says, it can't be. And I says, well, it is. Right there it is. There's its tail. He says, then its head right over here. We had the boat over him, and then that turtle was the size was that size then. You know, you look down on this side of the boat and see it here, and on this side, 
it's a pretty good sized turtle. You know, they could have paraphrased this when, when they, they could wrote have. it down, but they didn't. They didn't, and but we appreciate didn't. it. Yes. So much. So here- these men, okay, I, these men sound like men who I grew up around, yep. who was like, you grow up and you're like, damn, they know a lot. And then they say some shit. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck? Fuck! <laughs> it's that thing where it's like, uh, when yeah, I was a- it's a good size. How big is the boat? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I always suspected that not all adults were smart. Then I yeah, became an well, adult, and I found out the situation is much more dire than I ever thought. Way worse. It's just, but it's just that it, it can't be. It's over here. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> So Harris estimated the turtle was some six feet long and four feet wide. About it's a big the, ass turtle. About the size of a dining room table. With a, that's, a, that's a big ass turtle. Yeah. With the size of a bait with the, the head the size of a baby's. He God damn, I've seen yeah. some big ass snapping turtles. I have never seen one that big. <laughs> that's a big turtle. Uh, their heads get like terrifyingly large. Their heads do get big. Yeah. And they could take a hand off with their bite. Force oh yeah, too. they're terrible. Easily, creatures. we used to have one that lived in a ditch. It was a like a smaller one, but it was it would have took a finger or three. Hey, you will lose a digit. So, um, shit. Hold on. He claimed to have seen the turtle on many subsequent occasions, many times, more times than he could count. Harris and his son Vaughn reported another sighting in the autumn while bringing in their cows. After sending Vaughn to fetch the rest of the family. Harris attempted to get closer to the turtle in a rowboat, allowing him to grab it by the tail. When he did so, it heaved out of the water and capsized the rowboat, forcing Harris to grab onto a tree limb. Throughout 1949, local people made repeated attempts to capture the turtle, all of which failed. Gail Harris is said to have been particularly concerned with not injuring the animal and always had it in his head that we were always had it in his head that we were going to hurt that turtle. He was probably right. Yeah. Uh, Gail Harris sounds like a wise man. Leading him to veto any plans which could harm it. The first actual intelligent person on this story. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Is like he's saying the dumbest shit, but he's smart, dude. You know what I mean? Like it comes through. I don't know. While at first only, um, yeah, leading him to veto any plans which could harm it. Like this is the same man that just a few minutes ago said, I I saw something, but I don't know what it is. (laughs) Uh, while at first only a few men were engaged in the hunt, by the next day, about 75 were out there. In the first week of March of 1949, 10 or 11 men made, it, made the first attempt to capture the turtle and allegedly succeeded in cornering it in about 10 feet of water off the shore in a trap consisting of stakes and chicken wire. According to newspaper reports, it was too strong and broke the barrier. I was gonna. I was just about to say that there is no turtle that big on this planet that you can stop with fucking chicken wire. No. However, they're too. He- they're too they're dense. way too heavy. They're dense. They will creatures. snap that wire. So, uh, however, Merle Leach later recalled turtles the are way stronger than you think by how they move, y'all. Right. They're actually like they're muscly. They're fucking dense. Uh, Merle Leach later recalled a different story. There were about 10 or 11 of us had him in a wire fence and we had him a coming in muck. Uh, you know, uh, we know we knew we had him in there because we could see him a little and we pulled him pretty well to the edge. I think if they kept on, of course, they was pulling a ton of muck along with it. You know, uh, they was pulling hard and somebody spoke. Well, let's look at let's let's let him go. 
we could never pull him out. And I think if they kept on, they probably would have, but he was a big turtle. Again, they could have paraphrased, and they chose not to for us. For, for us. For me specifically, Josh. <laughs> a man named Del Weingartner allegedly filmed the turtle from a tree. Del or Dale? Del, D-E-L. Uh, farm worker Dick Zulman later claimed to have seen the turtle at an early stage of the hunt. Did if, you say Dick Farman? Dick Zolman. Dick Zolman. If Dick no. Zolman is not a powerful sorcerer in our D&D campaign, I'm <laughs> quitting. His name is Richard. <laughs> so the turtle was about was out about 10 feet from the shore. He was sunning himself. I wanted to put an oar alongside him to see how long he was, but Harris, he didn't want to. He thought I'd scare him away. I, I'd say it was about three and a half, four feet across. Uh, don't know how long. Uh, if could have got that oar in there, oh, maybe six feet, six and a half. It was an awful big turtle. Biggest anyone ever seen. He's down there now, probably dead, covered in mud and the tree limbs. I love this man. <laughs> I love everyone that we've read a quote from. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. All. 100. 100%. Yeah. I was originally just going to read it, and then I saw things like Clum, and I'd seen him. You made yeah. the right choice. Yes. yes. I was practicing my accent in the shower. You made the right choice. Yeah. Cindy standing outside the bathroom in horror. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just taking a little old shower. I have to be careful because I get real close to Mr. Garrison. That yeah. Was, that was very, very close good. to Mr. Garrison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, suck my balls, Mr. Garrison. Eric. Eric. Well, that, you just sit in that door and be a negative Nancy, Mr. Had. Okay, so in April, Oscar was allegedly seen in 40-foot deep water coming up for fish. A net was thrown over the turtle, which tore a hole and escaped. During another yeah. attempt, using a method apparently tried more than once, the turtle hunters managed to rope one of the animal's hind legs. Helen Harris, who claimed to see the turtle four times, later recalled, We had got a rope on, on one of its hind legs. And we thought maybe we could gradually go towards shore and pull it along with us with this rope and get it up to the edge. But the turtle broke the rope. We got so close to shore, and that's what happened every time. And so after that happened, I saw him underwater, and you could see this piece of rope was around about three feet long, still tied to his back leg, and he was swimming around with it on. I love, I just... <laughs> They're pointy creatures. Like, and I they're can gonna cut see through. their home. I can <laughs> oh, see it. Oh, God, yes. I remember being there as a child. There's three lawnmowers, and none of them work. <laughs> One of them does work, but the neighbor is borrowing it. Yeah, and then there's three broken ones in, yeah. their, in their lawn, which clearly has not been mowed in quite some time. One of them's turned upside down because Granddaddy said he was going to get to it, but he hasn't since, I don't know, January. Yep. So Helen Harris's second sighting allegedly occurred when she was near the farm's hen house. On this occasion, she saw the turtle in its natural state, sticking its neck and head up, and it looked like it was just it looked just like a stovepipe with an elbow on, and its head looked like it was just about the size of a baby's head. Every time you say baby's head, I get confused <laughs> because <laughs> I don't understand why that that's I guess that's big for a turtle. Yeah. But it's small for a person. Right. Yeah. 
So I'm just, I don't know. My brain isn't letting me do it. Um, well, they see a lot of turtles, so. Oh, so I keep imagining a turtle but with a with baby's, baby's head. head yeah. yeah. Like, so uh, another attempt at capturing the turtle. me up, honestly. Recounted by both Helen Harris and farmer George Wakeman involved a large cage constructed of using pipes. Now, according to Harris, we thought we had it in a cage, but they failed to make the cage big enough to go over the whole turtle. And they had the one side all in there fine, but on the other side that where the cage came, it was right on its back. We had put rails around it close enough. We thought it would hold till morning, but and they was they was gonna make another cage larger to put over it. But the next morning, the rails were pushed aside and the turtle was gone. Yes, they are big, heavy creatures. <laughs> George, <laughs> there's the TikTok video of the turtle that rams the shoe that has the duct tape yeah, on it. Uh-huh. Imagine that, but like roughly the size of a large dinner table. Right. Yeah. So George Wakeman, who was present when Oscar was caged, remembered, I was up there when they were building the cage, and he was in the dormant stage. The This thing they had built out of pipe, it was eight feet across, and the turtle... His head and tail were sticking out of that thing. You'd have to say this turtle was... It's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching him Every get bigger. Every single time. Every time a story happens. You have to say this turtle was four foot wide, maybe seven feet long. That's my estimation. I, I'd seen him in the cage. He was in about six feet of water. I should judge that the squares on his back were about four inches square. And he had a tail on him, oh, 42 inches long. This turtle was... so specific. This turtle that woman sews. <laughs> this oh, is a man yeah. now. This is a, That's a this quilter. Is George Wakeman talking. He also might sew. I don't know. <laughs> His That's wife a is a quilter. Thing. Yeah. This turtle was over. I've seen, okay, no, for real. My mom has been sewing since she was young. And she, I have watched her do such complicated geometry just in her head. But the the, the thing is, she can only do it when she's looking at cloth. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kind of wild. It's like people who are really, really good with like uh weight, like She wouldn't know how to write the fucking formula, but she can do the math. Right. <laughs> it's pe- like people who are really good with weight measurements, but only when it involves drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah. By this time, the national media had picked up the story and encouraged by the coverage throughout 1949, thousands of people gathered at Cherubrusco hoping to capture or see Oscar. Right. Oscar, the Busco Beast from Cherubusco. Yeah. Uh, Including professional trappers and divers hired by Harris. Locals believe that the turtle was hibernating in the mud of the lake bottom and attempts to drain the lake failed to reveal it. Drain the swamp. (laughs) According to to newspaper reports. It didn't work. It never will. According to newspaper reports, the Beast of Busco made its final appearance on October 13th, 1949, when in plain view of 200 people, he put on his most spectacular show when he leaped out of the water to feast on the live ducks set atop a trap. Holy shit. Harris abandoned the hunt after his attempt to drain the lake failed, and he contracted appendicitis. With all his time spent hunting for the turtle, his farm failed and he was forced to sell his property. I don't think those two things were related. You can strain yourself into appendicitis. Really? Yeah. It happened to my friend in high school. He literally had to get surgery because he almost died. Holy shit. Yeah, bud. So, it was wild. I didn't know that could happen until I still then. have my appendix. That's scary. Same. I have a new daily fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fade. Usually it'll hurt. Then you go to the doctor, and they're like, oh, we'll just take that out real quick. And then you have to sit around on drugs for like a week. 
I did not enjoy sitting around on drugs. It's last not fun. Time I had to. It's yeah. not good. I wanted it to be fun. It should have been, but it ain't. It's not. So another giant turtle was reported from Indiana in July of 1950. This one from a swamp at Black Oak, some hundred one hundred miles from Churubusco. Oscar has moved. It was reported by Lake County Surveyor Samuel E. Brownston and Farmer Henry Ewan, who were draining the swamp using a 30-foot culvert into the lake. Josh just shot me a look. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Using a 30-foot culvert into the Little Calumet River when they noticed a large animal swimming towards them. Brownston described it as a turtle. Its head was as big as a human's. And Ewan stated... It was too big to even get into the 30-inch drain. I tried to help it. I pushed it on its shell. But man, when I saw the size of that thing, I knew I didn't want to tangle with it. It was as big as a beer barrel. It could snap your hand off in a second. His head is six inches across, and he could hold a big orange in his mouth. At first, I thought it was an old moss-covered log. He had so much moss on him, it looked like he was wearing a fur coat. I put my hand on him, thinking it was a log. Then he stuck his head and looked at me right in the eye. You've changed the accent, but I'm getting the same vibes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's actually fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> it gave me quite a turn. Uh, Yo! <laughs> gave me quite a turn, I'll tell you what. So according to Ewan, it resembled an alligator snapping turtle, except that its shell felt sort of smooth and rubbery. He nicknamed it Methuselah on account of its assumed old age. That's dope. (laughs) (laughs) And admitted that the encounter had scared him enough to persuade him not to go looking for the turtle. Methuselah is a good name for an old creature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So currently, some believe that Oscar could theoretically still be alive, as alligator snapping turtles can have extremely long lifespans. No sighting of giant turtles. Yeah, I was going to say, we did just Google that. So no sightings of giant turtles in Folk Lake were reported after 1949, and Harris himself believed that Oscar had migrated into a different lake via a subterranean river. A theory suggested to him by guys from zoos. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys from zoos? <laughs> alternate- <laughs> the way you read it the first time was so good. You were like, originally, he said it was given to him by Guys from zoos, this fucking moron. <laughs> and it definitely wasn't even like somebody who knew about turtles. He just like went to walked a zoo into a zoo and asked and waved over a sixteen year old who cleans the shit out of the the ferret yeah. cages. Yeah, so, I don't think they have ferrets at zoos. They might. Who knows? So know. alternatively, the turtle may have survived within Lake Folk by burying itself in the mud at the bottom and going Probably into stasis. For food. Yeah. And eventually, which an eventuality which turtle collector Russ Reed finds unlikely, but possible. Reed believes that the beast of Busco most likely died of suffocation after burying itself to avoid the draining. Subsequent owners of the land have refused to allow the lake to be searched. On average, a normal alligator snapping turtle, a species found in southern Indiana, weighs between 19 and 176 pounds. Why would they not let them search the, the lake? I don't know. Maybe you Sus. don't want people on your fucking property draining the lake when you live in Indiana. It's already drained. With no okay. thought, they no, they, re- they stopped. They stopped. I'm sure it's refilled it. Mm. It's been almost a hundred years. Oh, okay, um, that's fair. With a carapace yeah. length of up to two to five feet. Yeah, it's twenty twenty two now. Or two yeah. inches to five feet. <laughs> but much larger individuals have been verified. Lauren Coleman notes that lower estimates of the beast of Busco's weight are within the known range of an alligator snapping turtle. That makes sense. Sure. Like I said earlier, it probably was just a giant fucking snapping turtle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, a 249-pound specimen lived in Chicago's Shedd Aquarium, and an alleged 403-pounder was reported to have been caught in Kansas during the early 20th century. Rust Reed suggests that Oscar size was dramatically overestimated by eyewitnesses. Right. Obviously. It's the legend status. That's how that works. Who he believes may have been misled by partial views or by the disproportionately large head of the alligator snapping turtle. Others suggest the entire saga was a hoax originated by locals and stoked by the media. In Churubusco former O.E. Jones, for whom Gail Harris had purchased the property, claimed that the alleged turtle was, in fact, this black Angus cow swimming around. That is remarkably plausible. <laughs> so, because Mar- that cows do be swimming. Yeah, <laughs> like for real. You don't think the cows be swimming, but cows be swimming. cows be swimming. So, Mark A. Hall speculates that alleged oversized snapping turtle specimens, such as the beast of Busco, probably it was the turtle though. Yeah, yeah, and the black oak turtle may have been forced to move closer to human communities because of habitat destruction caused by the draining of swamps to make way for farmland. In celebration of Oscar, a Turtle Days festival is held in Churubusco each June, featuring that a parade. That should have been Joe Biden's slogan, was plant, plant the farm. Plant the farm. Oh, my God. In celebration of, okay, Turtle Days festival is held in Churubusco each June, featuring a parade, a carnival, and turtle races. The Churubusco City Center also <laughs> features a statue of a turtle. Nice. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. That was, those are just fun ones. Yeah. Those were remarkably fun. Yeah. But uh, so thank you to our listeners. If you have a local legend you want to uh, have us uh, talk about, you can message us on facebook.com slash TTO pod messenger, or you can email us if you're old school at RDJ two towns over at gmail.com. Uh, though probably the uh, Facebook messenger is the best way to get us as quickly as possible. Yeah. As always, if you are a Patreon or a patron, you get first dibs uh, and um so yeah, that about wraps it up. So uh, thank you for listening. I've been Don. I've been Ruben. I've been Josh. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.